everybody. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesday with Amber and Ashley. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. And we're so excited to be starting the podcast. We have no idea what we're doing, but we said we wanted to do a podcast um, where we just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's our outlet and we hope you enjoy our conversation. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about me, Ashley. I wanted to tell you guys that I recently became a mom about, not that recently, I guess. It's like, it's been like, what, 16 months or something? I don't know. How long ago yeah, was I pregnant, to. Amber? I don't even, I don't remember. It's all a blur at this like point. Like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a transition for sure. And I really want to connect with those moms out there who are in that same boat of transitioning from, you know, married life to now being a full-time working mom and figuring that stuff out. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right. So I am Amber, you guys. I am a 35-year-old mom of two awesome boys, um, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old who just turned four two weeks ago. And uh, you know, I'm in marketing. I've been working in marketing for the last 12 years or so. Um, And me and Ashley have been working together for just about three years, right? Three years? Yeah, three years. Feels like um, longer. It feels like longer because we, um, we've become really good friends, obviously, because we're doing this podcast together. Um, (laughs) But just like, we're just pretending one or the other. We're just totally faking it. Um, But one of the things, like, just like Ashley, you know, I wanted to reach out to moms out there that were like me, you know, they're, they're, you, we feel like we're doing it all, right? We are working full time, and we're making the money, and we're taking care of our kids, and we're cleaning the house, and we're doing the daily commute, and it's just like, you know, you feel like everything that you do is for someone else, and this is for me right? So for all of you guys out there, like this is our creative outlet and we hope that we inspire you to find yours. Yes. Good. Well put. Well put. Thanks, girl. Um, So we should also mention that we are drinking cocktails as we do this podcast because mama needs a cocktail. Yes, girl. Um, So we're calling today's cocktail the Quarantini Mm. because um, if you live in this world, you know that we are, it is March 25th, 2020, and the world is practically in quarantine. Yep. Um, yep. it is serious business out there, everybody. Like, I can't even believe that we are here and we're doing this. Um, it is shocking. It is scary AF because... I never imagined this would be life. Like I would never even like thought about having to stay home 24 seven, you know, for what's it been now? Two weeks now? Where, where are our work? I'm not even, not even. It's been like a week and a half. Oh man. It feels yeah. like forever, but yep. yeah. So, you know, it's so a, it's huge. It's a huge change. Um, and trying to manage being at home, getting my work done, taking care of my baby, you know, making food and being in the same room with my husband and my sister lives with us. 
So it's, you know, three working adults trying to share a space, trying to go on conference calls and all that good stuff. It's like crazy. And, you know, there are plenty of moments where I'm jumping on my sister's throat because she's so freaking loud in her conference call. Put on headphones. What the F? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would have to say so, uh, so I don't know. If you don't know how to make a quarantini, I'll tell you. I'll give you some really good advice. This is how, all right? You just pick up whatever liquor you have in the house and mix it with whatever <laughs> tastes good that's in your fridge. And true. that's how you make a quarantini. Like quarantini, quarantini consists of uh, Coke and Jack because okay, that's nice. what I have. What's yours? That's a, that, that sounds really good. I have... Uh, Bacardi pineapple. Yum. And I mixed that with um, some Arizona iced tea, but I didn't have a container of it. I had the sippy straw cup things. So I. Wait a I, minute. I, you squeeze so, out a Capri Sun like yes, package yes, into yes, a cup? Into <laughs> a birthday glass cup, which Very I'm nice. now drinking and it's Very making nice. me feel happy. Um, <laughs> We're all in quarantine, so obviously we can't do the podcast in the same room. That is why we're describing to each other what we're drinking and how. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, we are doing this online, like all the other things happening in this world right now. Everything is happening online. Um, again, I'm still in shock that this is here. I, I don't know. I, I was just traveling down south for work the week before we were told to stay home. So it went from, you know, traveling, working, doing my thing to now I have to stay home all week. <clears throat> how was the, how were the airports? Um, the airports were not busy whatsoever. Um, they had, yeah. obviously like when a flight would come in, you would see everyone get out and it would be like a rush of people getting out and coming in. Um, for the next flight, but the the at the points where you were waiting for the flights, it was not a lot of people. Which was is there any extra security or um, security was a breeze. I also have TSA pre-check, so it's a little bit of a cheat because that's also excuse the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got shamed into getting it. That's uh-huh. another topic for another day. I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised, but yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I am glad I have it. It's pretty convenient, but it was, it was shamed into, into me. Um, but yeah, you know, TSA pre-check was a breeze, no big deal. Um, and, you know, it's kind of in the, like the airplanes were practically empty. I mean, I had a seat to, I rode to myself on both flights on my way down there, on my way back. So that like never happens. Um, Was anybody wearing masks? There were people wearing masks, particularly in New York airport. And uh, there were people wearing gloves and masks, which at first was a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? And then it kind of shocks you into remembering what's going on in the world. Um, But, you know, I had been reading about um, not really putting on masks uh, unless you were actually sick. Right. Or if you were caring for someone who is, um, who has the virus. So 
it almost made me angry to see people with masks because nowadays they're so in such short supply that yeah. I, um, it kind of makes me feel like you know all those people are just wasting it because it really wasn't doing anything for them it kind of no, gets you so what I what I read is that the wearing a mask when you're not actually sick or you don't actually need it gives you a false sense of security which can then make you spread the virus more because you're not really correcting your behavior like so you think you're wearing a mask and that gives you like almost an immunity to where you don't need to wash your hands as carefully let's say exactly so um so i would get mad but that's just me and my like self-righteous ways (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that's unreasonable to expect people around you to like, kind of like have some self-awareness, you know? And Yeah, exactly. Especially nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like self, like personal bubble is like a huge, huge thing for me to begin with, but like now even more so. So yeah, I've barely left my house to be honest with you. Like I've gone to the backyard and back. And last, I mean, like last week, I um, I went to the supermarket and I went to Target, and like in one day, I spent like an entire day out, like just buying a whole bunch of shit for the house, stocking up or whatever, like whatever we needed. You know, we need to go grocery shopping, we need to get shit. And then um, I came home, and I've pretty much been home ever since. At first, it didn't bother me, you know, and it really, it really, honestly, it doesn't bother me that bad, even still. I mean, I'm getting up a little later. I'm enjoying my kids more. I, I get a chance to homeschool them and kind of like be with them more. And I really enjoy that. They're not really driving me as crazy as I thought. Like I say that now, but I've had like a whole cocktail, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I had a whole strong cocktail. Um, in the morning, it's great. And then around three or four o'clock, I'm just like screaming my head off because, you know, I mean, today it was like they were running around the house screaming at the top of their lungs, like pretending they were in a video game or something. <laughs> they were doing some battle. And, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of screaming from everybody. But yeah. besides that, we're doing all right. I sometimes wish my son, so everyone, I have a son, like I said before, he's um, 16 or 17 months um, old. I can't keep track. I, I lose track. Yeah. Once he turned one year old, I was like, all right, whatever. He's one. Yeah, he's I'm one. not one of those. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm not one of those moms who's like, I have a 20, 27 month old. <laughs> like, I think, I think like once, once he's about a year and a half, he's like a year and a half. Yeah, so he's like a year and a half, and sometimes I wish he was, I don't know, five years old so he could talk and, you know, go to the bathroom and do on his own. Because right now yeah. I'm changing diapers. I'm still feeding him more. But then that's like that's like a whole nother. Okay, so today I'll tell you we had a big, uh, we had a big step with my older son. So my seven-year-old is very social. Um, he loves his friends. He has a lot of friends. And, uh, so he's been asking for his friends. He hasn't been able to go to school for like two weeks, right? He hasn't seen anybody besides his brother and us. Um, and he's like asking for everybody. So we decided to download Messenger for Kids for him. 
Facebook Messenger for kids. I kept getting ads for it. And I'm like, all right, let me just try it and see what it's like. And maybe, I, maybe I'll give it to him, maybe I won't. Um, I gave it to him today, you guys. He was so excited. He was so excited to talk to yeah, his friends. Cute. And he, he started video calling all of his friends that had it. Um, he video called his grandma in the next room. He video called his aunt who was at work. He was like, he fell asleep with a smile on his face tonight, thinking about how he was going to be able to text me even when I wasn't with him. And he was like, mommy, now I can talk to you all day, even when you're not there. And it was like the cutest thing. Like it made me want to go out and get him an iPhone like or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. Like, like, down, ridiculous. Down. <laughs> ridiculous. 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 I can see how people get sucked into this. Yeah. But, um, that yeah, is so cute. Yeah, See, good. like, I wish my son would send me heart emojis. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to change his poopy diaper anymore. He will. He will. Oh. Yeah. It's gonna pass you so fast. Like, you, if you really wanted to start tra- uh, training him now, you could, you know, while you're home on quarantine, you totally could do that. You could get it done so fast, too. I've been trying, and, um, yeah, it's... Not really working. He just goes around the house going caca, 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 and doesn't like. Sometimes he has caca in his diaper, but other times he's just running around saying caca all day. So I don't it's know if we're ready. there yet, <laughs> but yeah. we can keep trying. So quarantine. Talk to me about shopping for quarantine. Shop let's talk about let's talk about toilet paper and like do you have toilet paper <laughs> okay so i have a problem and i well i don't have a problem i just don't like running out of toilet paper so okay. i have i had i had forced my husband to buy an excessive amount of toilet paper like way back like months and months ago and then he put a stop to it about five months ago he was like we don't need any more toilet paper like we have so much toilet paper like stop like cutting out the coupons for bj's for toilet paper we're done with it do you use it all no thank god but we are running out because that was five months ago and now i think we have probably one pack left and so now i'm like we need toilet paper. <laughs> let me show you. Let me show you what we did. I'm gonna go off the rails here for a second. But okay, so you know how I've been talking to you about how we like do this basement, right? We're constantly working on this basement. So I was like, this is like the storage all behind me, right? Storage, storage, storage. But check this out. Wait. Ooh. I set up like a whole like area yeah, like a grocery store <laughs> yeah uh-huh like right behind me and I think we have toilet paper yeah we have toilet paper so <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know though like why everybody is so worried about toilet paper to be honest with you yeah that I really don't get um because if I, we don't have like food to eat then we're not going to be able to shit and then <laughs> I guess so I just don't like I always think about that I'm like aren't you more worried about the food? Because if you don't have, just think about the way it works. Like you need something to eat to use that toilet paper. 
You're not going to use true. toilet it's paper. True. I don't know why people are freaking out about toilet paper. I really don't get it. The whole, it, well, it's toilet paper and like napkins and. Yeah. Okay, so go on Amazon right now. Every single derivative of toilet paper is currently unavailable. Okay. The only toilet paper that you can get is the single ply gigantic rolls that you find at the beach like or at, at a like a concert or like you know those giant like enormous rolls that are, that are in public restrooms oh you know what I'm saying like yes you know what I'm saying single the single oh my gosh so can I tell you a story about giant rolls of toilet paper yes I would love that so when I was in college when I was in college I um well not me I discovered that <laughs> a lot of my college friends would steal the gigantor rolls of toilet paper from the bathrooms around the school and then bring them to like their wow. apartments and then just use that for like a long time. And while I found that very, what's the word? Tacky, I guess. I don't know. Like buy some toilet paper people. I also found it super smart. Now they didn't have to buy toilet paper and they could just use as much as they wanted. They didn't have to pay for it. They just stole it from like the cafeteria or, you know, the school, the student center or whatever. There were public bathrooms. I guess. I mean, I used to steal stuff from my dorms all the time. I mean, like all the time. Uh, toilet paper, paper towels, uh, tr- plates, forks. I mean, e- everything. You yeah, just take I everything. mean, call it. I mean, what didn't you take during college? So sure. my um, my college for some reason had really nice size, like cereal bowls. They were perfect. They were like the perfect size for a cereal, the perfect size for like a big Sunday. Nice. Like you just wanted that bowl. It was like a good size, like hefty, nice bowl, right? So people would steal them all the time. And I did. I did steal these. And the perfect way to steal these was during winter when you had a big coat and you could just put it on your boobs. Like you had big tetas, you know? And nice. walked out with giant boobs. Yes. <laughs> Except they were bold. That's awesome. <laughs> and nobody ever looked at you twice, nobody obviously. looked at you because you just have big boobs. That's incredible. Yeah, it was great. So, um, yeah. That is one thing I did. Well, two things. I did steal two bowls. I stole two bowls. I so should have stolen have... four. That way I would yeah. have a set. I can't believe you remember how many. I mean, oh, I've yeah. stolen countless, countless. Things. I only stole two. I couldn't do any more. I was like afraid I would get caught, <laughs> which I would never have <laughs> because you know who's gonna check my boobs. But never. I don't know. I was like paranoid to get in not. trouble. Like I don't want to lose my scholarship. I don't want to really get caught. <laughs> you stole a bowl from the dining hall. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> so you have toilet paper. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. I'm sorry you're running short, but I think you'll find more by this point at the store. Yeah. I mean, like, if you if you didn't have any toilet paper last week, uh, I was feeling kind of bad for you. But, I mean, the shower is presumably right next to you. You're going exactly. To I mean, exactly. On. Unless you have a half bath, in which case you don't have a shower. Well, in which case you use the full bath until the half bath's available. 
I'm doing a break. Everybody has a shower, right? Yeah. Most people, most people, hopefully. The other thing that people were buying like crazy was chicken and meat, like just meat. Just in meat general. in general, I couldn't really find. Yeah. Like, well, we found the shelves were empty. Yeah. We got a good, we got a good amount of stuff. Um, you know, it was limited. It's not like we had our choice, right? I mean, yeah. we had to get chicken wings, which I never get. I never get chicken wings. Um, yeah, they did have a lot of those. I saw they had the chicken wings. Ground turkey, which I'm not really a fan of, but we got that anyway. Yeah. So it was like, it was kind of like whatever was around. And like, I can make good meals, you know, it's fine. I have a lot of food here in the house. But just the whole panic buying in general, it just makes me, I don't know, it makes me kind of sad. Maybe I'm being too optimistic for the human race, but like you would think that, you know, people would kind of like realize that, okay, there's, there's all these other people around me, all of my neighbors in the community, we're all going to need these items. Like, let's just pace ourselves mm -hmm. and get them little by little, right? We can go every week just like we always have and we'll be okay. Yeah. You know, we, like, like, we have these people that go out and have to spend thousands of dollars on food, you know, and clear the shelves. And, I mean, did you hear about um, the story about what happened out in the Hamptons? No, what happened? So there's a, apparently, like, these like little neighborhoods out right outside of where all these rich people live um you know like regular people that are like probably the chauffeurs or the maids or like the landscapers whatever right they have to go grocery shopping too and whatever mm -hmm. um apparently out in the hamptons there is not a single vegetable or piece of fruit or meat to be found anywhere like all the rich people just like cleared out the grocery stores That's horrible yep and it's like a big it's like scandal oh my god come on people pays yourselves yep. like are you, what are you gonna do with all of that food just sitting there it's gonna go bad I mean, are you feeding yeah. an army here? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's where, like, I get annoyed. Like, of course, I want to provide for my family and make sure my family doesn't go hungry and, you know, we're comfortable and we have what we need during this really tough time. So, obviously, they are my priority. But <laughs> I don't get it. You know, think about other people. Like, this is affecting everybody, yeah. not just you and your family. Yep. It's everyone's, like, we're, you like, know, everyone's like, oh, we're in it together. We'll get out of it stronger. We'll be, we'll get out of it together. Yeah. Like we all have to pitch in. We can't be so selfish. I don't know. Yeah, I know. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, like you wonder, you know, I don't know. I went online. I was starting to panic last week and I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, you know, what if I am stuck in a situation where, so for everybody listening, I have my in-laws living with me. Um, my mother-in-law is just about 70, my father-in-law is like 71, um, and then I have my two young children. So my husband and I really view ourselves as like, you know, the people that are really in charge of the house. I mean, we have, you know, yes, our in-laws live with us and they're grown adults, but um, it, it's kind of like they're like extra kids to us without, without being, you know, patronizing. I mean, we have to take care of them, right? We're responsible for them. Right. So, 
so I find myself in this like really strange situation where I'm like oh my gosh I need to make sure that I have enough food and enough money and enough drinks and enough like heat and enough everything to provide for all of these people that I'm responsible for and it becomes like oh my gosh it's like a lot of pressure at the same t- so I'm, I'm really really terrified and I have all these things on my mind but then at the same time I'm bored as fuck because I'm home all day <laughs> with nothing to do but my work so yeah. like it's like really weird right like you find yourself in this in this position where you're like terrified but then you were like really fucking bored I know well for me so last week when when it was like hitting hard right and everyone's freaking out everyone's buying everything and you know nobody knows what's going on and it's just it was like chaos I was I was seriously having anxiety attacks like I couldn't breathe I was like oh my god do I have enough of everything like what am I gonna do um and you know, I had my son with me the whole day for the whole week because his daycare closed. I was with him the whole, like, 24-7 because my husband was still going into the office, which I thought was, like, absolutely just totally insane. Insane. Yep. So I, that had me really upset because every day was, like, a gamble, you know? Like, are you going to bring the virus home? Like, I'd be like, please wash your hands. Like, as soon as he got home, I'd be like, change your clothes, wash your hands, wash your face. Like, I don't want, you know, I was just paranoid. So the whole time I'm trying to keep it together because I'm trying to take care of my son. But like inside, I'm freaking out. It was hard because I had to, you know, practically just put those feelings aside and deal with them when I wasn't with my son. And it was tough. It was really tough. And I, I feel for everyone that has to like that goes through something like that. And, and I can't imagine being like a first responder right now who's helping with the people who are sick and testing and everything. Like not only are you dealing with that pressure, but you're also have your own families that you're probably worried about, you know, this is just me worried about possibly being exposed to the virus. But can you imagine when you know you are being exposed to the virus and yeah. you have to just kind of push through it and keep going and, you know, it's just, it's insane. So thank you for, thank you everybody who's doing all that work for yes. all of us, thank you. you know, so much. It's yeah. tough. It's so a, great. A lot. Yeah. We all should be grateful. Where would we do? Where would we be? Where would we be without knowing that those people were there for us if we get sick? You know? Yeah. Because you know at the end of the day, like if something really happens to you and you have to call nine one one, they're gonna come. Right? Right. So so what else? We we have toilet paper. We have food. (laughs) Do we have food? We have limited meat, but we have food. Yeah, we have some meat. Um the other day I ate fish sticks which I hadn't had in a long time. Oh, we had tacos, and they were good. Tacos, that is true. I should make some tacos. I have some meat for that. Should. Um, I should. Tacos are that. always a good idea. That's an easy meal, like easy, quick meal. Yeah, yeah. we had, uh, what, we, tonight we just had pizza, but we, my mother-in-law ordered Sicilian pizza, which I realized I do not miss, because it was just a lot of dough. Yes, it was like Sicilian a- is very doughy. This is true. So yeah, I have fish sticks, and I haven't had them in years, and they were good. They were very good. So I'm going to try that fish stick scenario once more. 
Um, sometimes I'm just lazy and I don't want to cook. <laughs> so I just pop the fish sticks in the oven. Oh my God. Okay, so the tacos were fucking amazing. But the pizza was like very like, like how do I describe it? It was like, it was just very doughy and very like greasy. It was like, I don't know. It was like, it was just nasty. I don't know how to describe it. I haven't had Sicilian pizza in a long time. Yeah. Should we tell, should we tell people that we're from Long Island? I mean, well, I think they're going to be able to tell. Speak for yourself. You're from Long Island. I know. Long Island. <laughs> you are from Long Island, bitch. Um, yes, yeah. but I am also from South America. Yes, you are, originally, yes. Originally from South America, but then I moved to Long Island and became a Long Island girl. And that's what I've been. Went to school in Connecticut, meaning college. Mm. Um, and recently moved back to Long Island about four four years ago um, to settle down and buy a house. Do the adult thing. I know the adult thing. That's how I feel too. You know, like, that's just like annoying. Like, do you ever want to go back to being a kid, but like with no parents? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're, like, you're a kid, but your parents went away for the weekend, so you could just pretty much do whatever you want. Because, like, everybody says they want to go back to being a kid, but being a kid kind of sucks, because you have your parents up your ass all the time telling you what to do. Like, I don't know about you, but my parents were up my ass. Yeah, I mean, my, so I grew up with my mom and my stepdad. And my mom was not so much up, up my ass, but she knew what I was up, what I was doing always. Like somehow she always knew what was what was going on. Like she knew who my friends were. She knew like who I was hanging out with, you know. But I never I never really remember her being like, do this, do that, like don't hang out with this person. Um, somehow she just knew though. But the thing that would bother me about being a kid again is that I don't really have, I wouldn't have the freedom I have now because I wouldn't have any money. <laughs> so I, I like that I now have a job and I can pay for things and, you know, I can go to home goods and get some stuff that I want and drive myself and return them and if I don't like it and or go buy other things at Marshall's like you know <laughs> it's just nice it's just get up and go and do what you want with your wallet <laughs> that was true like when I was 15 I got my first job because there was a store you probably remember Dilia's do you remember that store yes of course okay it was my favorite store it was the Me best too. store that the cutest Dillia's. clothes in my opinion they had the cutest clothes mm -hmm. they had like cute like cute t-shirts and jeans and it was like very cool right the cool store and yeah. i was obsessed with it and i always wanted to get something when i went to the mall like i just wanted something from Dilius. and i remember my mom would always be like no you're not getting it and when i turned 15 and i was allowed to get a job with my parents permission i was like, this is it. This is the time where I make my own money and I go to Delia's and buy a crap ton of stuff. <laughs> it's time for me to go to Delia's. Yeah, for me to become a woman and go to Delia's. 
but it's just really funny. Like, it's such a big deal to me. So for me, that would suck. Going back to that would be like the worst. Yeah. I mean, like I definitely did not enjoy growing up in my house. Um, like, it's not like I had a horrible childhood, but my parents were super strict, so it was happy. Like, it was, like, good for me to, like, get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, like, person. I guess I, but nobody would, like, being, like, in a super strict environment, right? So, like, it's good for me to be out of that. But I would say that, I don't know, like, being, going back to a kid, no. Going back to college, yeah, I'd go back to college. I'd like that. Yeah, I didn't like college as much. No. I preferred, I preferred high school. High school was really fun. Yeah. College was hard. My, college? my parents made it hard for me to enjoy high school, but when I went away to school, it was easier for me to enjoy myself because I was just not home. Yeah. But what about college was hard for you? Well, my major was hard. I was an engineering major. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. That was hard. Um, mm-hmm. And it was... So, like, I'm not a brain, really, that, like, I'm smart, I would say, but I'm not, like, things don't come easy to me when it comes to, like, engineering topics. <laughs> what made <laughs> right? you choose engineering? My um, parents sort of pushed me into it. They, really? Yeah. They, so, I always enjoyed, like, tinkering with things growing up, and, like, I would fix stuff around the house, and I would try to figure out how things worked, and my, my stepdad was like, you have an engineering mind, um, you like solving problems, so on and so forth, so I said, okay, so he was like, you should be an engineer, which I was like, uh, what the hell's an engineer do, like, whatever, but then I discovered that engineers, um, like, basically can make stuff, right, and in my mind, that was, like, the coolest thing ever. I was, like, I want to make stuff. Like, that's awesome. So I decided, okay, I will go to school for engineering. And so I got a scholarship. And um, it was tough. Like, it was not easy. Uh, the schoolwork was a lot. The schoolwork was hard for me. I was a good student, but, like, I was not – was, I wasn't one of those students that just, like, shows up to class and listens to a professor talk and then, like, suddenly remembers everything. Like, I yeah. had to study. I had to, like, write shit down, like, over and over and over to remember it and things like that. So, for me, it was tough being in school during college because of that. And then it was tough, like, balancing having fun, having my boyfriend who was – away at a different school, studying a really hard major, you know, being away from home. Like, that was a lot. It was, it was hard. I did have fun, don't get me wrong, but those, like, that study period and just making sure I don't, I didn't lose my scholarship was, like, really just a lot of pressure. Yeah. It made me kind of grow up pretty quickly, so by the time I was a senior, I was like, I want to get the fuck out. Like, I want to get a job. I want to just, like, move on from this. (laughs) that's so funny I mean like you know I didn't I didn't have nearly the amount of focus that you had at all like not even close because like I guess I guess my major didn't require I don't know I picked something that was more creative right Mm -hmm. so I went to school for um my original career aspiration was to be an elementary school teacher and 
then I didn't get the required 3.5 GPA every quarter. I fell below two quarters and they kicked me out. So then I ended up becoming a marketing communications major with a double major in Spanish language. Um, so it was challenging in its own way, not challenging in the way that engineering would have been for me, but I was never a strong math student. I never had an interest in anything to do with engineering. So it would have been completely, it was like just a completely different world for me in that mm -hmm. respect. And, and for me, college was, my majors were really uh, things that came easy to me and things that I enjoyed and you know, so it was a lot of like reading and writing, but reading and writing is what I did best. So it left a lot of time open for me to have fun. And even when I didn't have time open to have fun, I had fun anyway. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I still made sure I had a good time. The most challenging part of college, I would say, was all of the Spanish classes that I had to take. And it wasn't like regular Spanish, like the way people speak Spanish now. We had to take uh, classical Spanish, like Shakespearean like, style, like the way they spoke back then. Yeah, so I've written, I, I've, uh, yeah, I've read a lot of books written in that way. And it was like where I had to look up every word in a sentence because I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about at all. Yeah, so. I mean, I speak Spanish and I couldn't understand <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. Um, I would give it to my Dominican girlfriends to be like, read that, and they'd be like, I don't know what that says. I had a good time. I made really good friends in college. Um, I liked it. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I had to be quarantined in college, I'd I'd be down for that. That'd be fun. I would do that. Yeah, but you know, none of them are quarantining. They're all on spring break right now. Well, yeah. Well, everyone's back home now, right? That's, like, the thing everyone was complaining about last week. Did you see those pictures? No. What pictures? So, last week, some drone shots flew over a beach in Florida, mm -hmm. and there was, like, literally, it looked like there was a fucking thousand people on the beach. Oh, wait a minute. All, I like, did hear about this. I did hear it was hear all like this. 19, 20 year olds, really young kids. And then did you see the video? One of them was like, if I get the corona, I get the corona. What am I going to do? And the other one's like, this is really ruining my spring break. I should be out at the beach um, drinking, but everything's shut down. Oh my God. What a bunch of ass faces. Like, for I know. Real? I know. I can't believe that. Like, okay, let's just put it out there, right? Yes. It sucks. Your spring break, yeah. where you were like probably planning since September, where you were gonna go and what you were gonna drink and who who you're gonna hook up with and all the BS, right? It's not happening. Wait, wait, wait. But wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you think nineteen-year-old Amber would have canceled her spring break? I think nineteen-year-old Amber would not have canceled her spring break. This is this is I feel this is why I feel sympathetic to these kids because like I'm thirty-five now and I get it and now like I'm I'm willing and I'm and I'm actually happy to do the right thing like for my community and the people around me. But when I was nineteen, I was just like those idiots 
I saw in those video, in that video. I definitely would have been one of those kids being like, fuck it, let me get COVID-19, I don't give a shit, and I'll be fine, and, uh, and, and you know how long I've been saving for this trip, motherfucker? Like, I would not, there would, there would have been no way you would have been able to get me to stay home. So, like, I feel for those kids, but at the same time, it's like, man, how could you be so stupid? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if 19-year-old Ashley would have, I don't know what I would have done. Like, I don't know. When you're young like that, you don't have perspective. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I've always, you know me, I'm like, um, not a goody two shoes, but like I always do the right thing. Like that's like my motto, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I might have actually not gone on spin break and been like upset about it at my house, watching like Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Like that's what I probably would have done. <laughs> I think that my parents would have probably harassed me so relentlessly to not go that I wouldn't have ended up going. Yeah, probably. So the other thing is like, so growing up, so I mentioned before, like I got my first job at 15 and I was, um, I worked at a flower shop. I was a florist assistant. I loved it. And I, I started making my own money. So I was like all about it, you know, and I was saving up for college and I was saving up to go to Dillia's. Like that was my jam, but it was mainly because, um, growing up. So like my mom was providing for my sister and I, Um, my stepdad, like, he obviously, like, was always really nice to us, but he basically gave us, like, a roof over our heads and food on the table. Like, he was not responsible for anything else, really, so my mom was the one who paid for, like, birthday presents and clothes and school supplies and all the other stuff that you spend money on. So, a lot of times, I always felt guilty asking my mom for extras, right? Like, I wanted yeah. to take dance lessons, but, like, I knew my mom didn't really have the money for it, so I never took them, and I wanted to, like, occasionally go shopping at Abercrombie, but, like, it was too expensive, so I never really asked my mom for it, so if I had planned in, like, September a spring break trip and spend my money on it at 19 and then right. it canceled, yeah. I would have been That's devastated, you know what I'm right. saying, like, yes, <laughs> So that's what I'm saying to you. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say to you. Like I don't I don't think that your 19-year-old self unless you were forced would have canceled that trip. Yeah, you're right. Canceled. Now that I think about it like that, like I probably wouldn't have canceled it. Yeah, unless somebody was like you're canceling, you're not going or else I'm taking away whatever from you, you yeah. know. I I and I, like I feel bad for all these kids like getting like you know, judged, like, because they, uh, they, they're doing what they're doing. I mean, they're just being kids, you know? What, what can we expect from them? I mean, that's true. I don't know, I'm but, okay, it. can I just be an old mom right now and just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. and just say, like, I don't get it. I don't get why kids are kind of, like, huge assholes. Like, were we assholes like that? Because I don't think yes. so. Like, I don't know that we were assholes like that. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't think I was, but, like, I don't recall any of my friends being really like that, like, like, selfish in that I way. I don't think that you, 
I don't think that you have enough perspective to understand when you're being an asshole when you're that young. I guess so. I think that's really what it's about. Like you feel you feel like you're not doing anything wrong and you feel like you're you know, whatever you're doing is not that big of a deal and people around you are like, What the hell is the matter with you? You know? Yeah. Like when when you were that age, like didn't you ever do something so stupid that somebody was like, What the fuck's Alex? wrong with you, Alex? You know, <laughs> yes, I'm drunk in the middle like, of know? town and then calling my mom to pick me up. <laughs> there you go, exactly. Like, like, and then just think about, just take a minute as as a thirty something year old to think about the ramifications of that. You called her, and she probably maybe she had to wake up early the next day to do something. Maybe she had to be rested. She, you know, she she had to wake up in the middle of the night and come get you, and then she worries about you, and she worries about your welfare, and then she doesn't sleep well and you know but you're not thinking of any of that stuff you're just like it's like a fucking hour just get me and go back to sleep you know yep so it's like the same thing it's true it's true yeah girl all right everyone so that was wind down wednesday march 25th 2020 we hope everybody's healthy we hope that next wednesday comes and we have better news about this this pandemic, but let's be all thankful that we're here and that we're healthy. And thank you to everyone that is a first responder that's there for us. Um, we really appreciate everything you do and all the hard work that you're putting in. And yeah, let's do it, everybody. We can do it. We can do it. It's only been a week and a half. We can do it all. So Woo! yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Wind Down Wednesday. Bye.